back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 5, Architect of Destruction, and say hello, Jen. Hello. That's Jen. That's me. We have a, an email to start us off. Cool. I don't have any fun facts. Do you? Um, if I do, I wrote it down, and it's in the notes. We could very briefly discuss... Did we ever kind of close out the whole unfinished... I'm sorry, the not unfinished. Um, the whole Fleischman's in trouble? Yeah. Because the last time we talked about it on this podcast, someone had mentioned Josh Radner on it, and we said he was sort of... Didn't have that much of a role. He was just sort of a beleaguered husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we should update that with... We saw the finale, and he, he's a big part of the finale, and we see a lot more of his side. Mm-hmm. Of the troubles he's having with the wife. I mean, honestly, I kind of called it. I was like, maybe he'll have a big part in the finale, something to do with their marriage story. If you did, I don't remember that, but yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, but he was good in it. Yeah, once he had more to do. Also, we've seen the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father. Mm-hmm. I thought the first one was actually very good. I laughed quite a bit. Yeah, this season's been more enjoyable. I feel like the second episode wasn't no, that quite was, as good. I thought that was bad. I thought the second one was bad. But the first yeah. one... Okay. So the very end of season one and this first one were both very watchable episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the second one fell way off for me. Just none of the, the jokes really landed. Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple, like, silent giggle things, if you know what I mean, like a, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I was trying to find funny parts, and I couldn't. Yeah, I know. And that's what that noise any. is. <laughs> Out loud laughs, right? Right. So anyways, that's our <laughs> review of the show so far. I didn't really want to get into much more detail, right. but um, a cast member from How I Met Your Mother does show up in the first episode very, very briefly. With promises and, that they will be back. Yeah, and there's and then they don't revisit that in the second episode, so... Right. We'll so, see what happens. That'll be interesting. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess we've only gotten like one or two people that have written in saying that they are also watching How I Met Your Father, so I wonder how much, how many of our listeners are actually watching too. Yeah, we've had only like two or three write-ins about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Actually, this email here mentions it. Oh, well, there we go. There's another one. This is from Felix. Hello, Felix. This is Felix's first time writing us. Woohoo, thank you. He writes, hi, my name is Felix and I live in Sweden. Nice, another... Yeah, we're huge in Sweden. <laughs> and you even have your own How I Met Your Mother podcast. No, remember oh, no, the we've... other... Yeah, it turned out that was from Norway or That's something. Right. To be honest with you, us stupid Americans don't know the difference, really, between Norway and Sweden, so... Aren't you guys next door to each other? Yeah, it's in... I don't know. <laughs> They're all Vikings to me. He says, or writes, I started listening to your podcast about four months ago, and now I only have six episodes left. Nice. So it won't take him long to hear this message from himself. That's true. Himium is my third best sitcom I've seen. Here's my top five. Number five, Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air. Good pick. Solid choice. Number four, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I started it. Didn't. It was funny enough, but it just didn't keep me. Okay. Number three, Himium. Mm-hmm. Number two, Friends. Okay. Good pick. Yep. And number one, That 70s Show. Okay. Were you into that? Yeah, my brother and I used to watch it. We liked it. I've yeah, never we been... were teenagers at the time it came out. 
I've never been able to get through a single episode of it. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. I don't know how it holds up, but we enjoyed it back when it was on originally. I think the stories seemed like they were good, but a lot of the acting in it was just so bad that I had trouble with it. How very dare you? They've all gone on to actually fairly good careers. Will Valderrama went on to a fairly good career? I didn't say literally every single one. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing something. He's in the news sometimes. And Danny Masterson's not done all that much. Okay, I didn't say literally every person <laughs> that was ever on the show, but Mila Kunis is a bankable movie star. Ashton Kutcher, obviously. Laura Prepon's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know... Topher Grace, I don't know where he's been lately, but... He's been in a lot of movies. I mean, remember he was David Duke in Black Klansmen. He's, mm, he's had okay. some roles. He's, yeah, so he's, he's been, been around. He's been pretty busy. What was I going to say? Sorry, something else. Oh, so, yeah, I think I think eventually I'm going to get to that 90s show. Just to That 90s show? Mm-hmm. Do you not hear about this? I think I did hear about it, but we, you and I have never spoken about it, and I don't think I've seen an ad for it. Oh, it's, yeah, I, that's weird, because I've seen it on our Netflix shared Netflix account, so surprised you've missed it. Is there anybody we know on it, or is it sort of new faces? Um, it's the grandparents, or the parents are now grandparents, so Eric's mom and dad, um, Eric and... Oh, it's a follow-up. It's, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, so it's about, um... Now I'm less interested in it. <laughs> Eric and Donna's kid, but then I think also, um... Jackie and Kelso's kid is in there too, and so I think they make an appearance at least once. Okay, from things I've seen. Uh, one thing I kept that kept gnawing at me while we were watching How I Met Your Father is one of the characters in the first season buys a bar. He leaves. <laughs> he dro- sort of does he drop out of med school? Is that yeah. what happens? And he buys a bar. Well, he chooses to leave med school to buy the bar. Yes, and it's been bugging me. Every time we are in that bar, that why didn't they just have him buy a McLaren's? Because that would have been such a big tie-in. It would have been no, so easy to bring people back no, in. No, I don't think they could because the storylines cross. So, like it's twenty twenty two now, but you know, in the future, how I met your mother episodes, don't they end up in McLaren's? And so I think it would just—I don't know that the timelines would have worked. I don't remember them ending up in McLaren's in future in flash forwards. Yeah, except for the time travel ones. No, I do. I remember specifically, like, there's one where, like, Lily's pregnant, and I think, well, are they on the roof or are they McLaren's? I thought they were on the roof oh. when she was pregnant in a, few, in a flash forward. And that was still, like, the last episode of season nine or last two episodes. Yeah, but when, when, wasn't that flash forwards? Not, I don't think by that much. Okay. So maybe I'm way off, but I'm, I'm not mad at him owning a different bar. I think it would be too much for him to have bought McLaren's. Well, I think they could have worked it out, uh, unless you're right that the story, that the timelines would intersect too much. All right, let's get to this, this episode. What did oh, you but, think? Uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Felix, for writing in and tell me if you have watched this, that 90s show and if I should check it out. Uh, we got oh, I'm sorry. You know, we got through his rankings. Sorry, me, we got off track. <laughs> yeah, let me finish his, his email. Not much more. I tried to start watching Himyev but couldn't even finish walking, watching the second episode before I turned it off. <laughs> the jokes are not good, and it is just cringe. Himyev has none of the good that Himyev has, but that's just my opinion. Hope you have a good day, and P.S., I don't like Sven and Sven, so are not Swedes. 
or I, I guess he meant so are not Swedes. <laughs> gotcha. Well, as Barney says, oh, they love baguettes, so maybe they are actually French. <laughs> maybe. Um, yep. Thank you, Felix, for writing in. Yeah. yeah, I think. Keep writing, Felix. Were it not for you. this podcast, we would not have continued watching How I Met Your Father. I think we would have given it. Yeah, maybe two. Oh episodes no! And, yeah, absolutely not. And then yeah, given up. But for the sake, we're of- watching for you, people. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Anyway, on to the episode. Thoughts on Architect of Destruction to start. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Again, not like a super standout episode, but enjoyable. I laughed a few times. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty fun the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a lot of other preamble. Let's get into this. All right. We're in two, fall of 2010. We start off at GMB. And we're back to the whole des- de- designing of Goliath National Bank. It's a scene in Ted and Barty sort of talking through some ideas. Not quite that funny a scene. But there's a lot of excitement about them getting ready to work together. There's a little fun play with uh, Legend. And then he's going to, you know, inter- Send an office inter-office memo. memo. All right. Now, for the rest of it. Yeah, no, would would this be a thing? Like, in 2010, who was sending inter-office memos? Like, that would be an email. Yeah, I'm not sure why he phrased it that way. Okay. <laughs> and they settled on a site for the new bank, or the new headquarters. It's going to be the site of the Arcadian. And this is, as the, Ted describes it, New York's grandest old hotels. It used to be um, home to kings and queens, but lately not so much. And then we get, you know... I well, hold on, before we get there, um, so was it, yeah, it was last week's episode that Ted was talking about the Arcadian on the bus, mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring that up again later. Okay. But now it seems like it's sort of a rundown neighborhood. Right. And he's approached by a sex worker, mm-hmm. or maybe just someone that's interested in dating him, I don't know. <laughs> we, we don't verify, there's no money exchange, we don't know for sure. Yeah, fair point. Um, we are led to believe is potentially a sex worker, but... We, we get the end of that gag of Derry coming in on a on a memo from the secretary for Barney or his assistant. I think that's his assistant. It was an okay gag. But then Ted's saying that he can't design the building. Oh. Yeah, now we're, we're cutting to Marshall and Lily in the bedroom. And clearly they're about to get it on. And Marshall's excited and putting on some slipper socks with rubber soles. Lily discourages him, it's saying that... the kind that, we get it. Bounce, or, um, Sky Zone. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I have those if you want me to integrate them into our play. I mean, we don't have satin sheets, so I think we're okay. Yeah, I'm never really struggling with traction. <laughs> <laughs> he, he keeps calling himself Papa. Yeah, Lily's not a fan of this. Papa needs keeps, traction. And he keeps doing it. Please stop calling yourself Papa. I like that. Yeah. So, she's real clear, um... Her egg is going up her fallopian tube based on the situation. And as they're getting into it, she mentions that she talked, she spoke with Robin, who's now dating Max, who, mm-hmm. we, who we met, was I guess it was the last, last episode, yeah. Subway Wars. Uh, they hooked up, yada, yada, yada. She has a sm- he has a small penis. Yeah, and Marshall was like really into Max, you know. Max is both his name and his level of awesomeness, like, you know. He's a fan, and then he feels real, real uncomfortable that Lily has shared this information with him. Right. Marshall's kind of freaked out by the whole thing, wishes she hadn't said anything. Why would you say that? 
So you'll clear your schedule. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> he's not going to be able to look him in the eye anymore. He's certainly not going to be able to call him Max. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> yeah, so that's the beginning of a lot of... Guys really reacting strongly to having to hear this news. Yeah, is that a thing? No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, this seems like a real overreaction when on everybody's li- part. When we lived in D.C., and we were a part of a big group of friends, there was one guy who was a bit of a ladies' man. He got a lot of women. He mm. was one of our few friends in D.C. that weren't gay. True. Um, and it turned out he had a very small penis. Do you have to and put an explicit on this episode? <laughs> I, I put explicit on every episode. Oh, okay. They say penis about 20 times in this episode, so. That's true. I don't think we're going to avoid that word. No, no, no. I was just wondering if that was something like we needed to do. (laughs) And I didn't have any sort of reaction to this news. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that is information. Although I, you know, he was kind of cocky and it did sort of, in my brain, take him down a peg. (laughs) It doesn't matter, but I I just, I don't know. It's It's not like it's anything anybody can control. So it's it's a weird... Flex, I think, for for guys. Right. But, I mean, basically the same with boobs, but I don't think it's the same level of... I don't know. By the time a girl takes the bra off, guys are just happy to see any boobs. Fair. But yeah, I was going to say, there's not like the same... Anticipation for the penis. Are you, like... No, I'm trying to say, like, yeah, boobs are boobs and whatever, but like... They're not well, as like, definitive of... like as guys seem to feel about their penises. <laughs> also, you kind of get a sense of size of boobs before the clothes come off. Right. With guys, it's our secret until we decide to share it with you. That's true. And, uh, you know, I, there's, there's certainly plenty of men and women who are getting ready to see one and wondering, hmm, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Right. <laughs> then, so that's penis talk. <laughs> Thank you for, for everyone, joining us on Penis Quarter. Everyone should... Enjoy whatever they have been given. <laughs> this is now making me uncomfortable. All right, we're, we cut over to McLaren's. And the conversation of Ted not wanting to design it now is coming back into... And they did this thing that you brought up, I don't know, a few episodes back, where like they start a conversation in one location and then seem to... like have the second sentence of that conversation somewhere else. Oh, right. Like they haven't, like they're like, pause, let's talk let's about, like, let's put this at this exact spot when we get to the bar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, we can pick up with Barty, you're kidding me. And he says, Ted says that he can't do it. It's an architectural landmark. People live there. How are you going to get the people to leave? Snakes. Did you just say snakes? I don't recall saying snakes. That's a good gag. <laughs> yeah, this one. I liked it. But Barney argues, stop being attached to old stuff. New is always better. I got to use that line the other day. Yes, and I came back with <laughs> the um, And I wondered how Guns you remember that, and now I realize you had already done the transcript, yeah. so it was fresh in your mind. Right, so Ted tries to counter this argument with the new Star Wars movies. Are they better than the older ones? I like Barney's, yeah. The first three barely mention the intricacies of intergalactic trade law, <laughs> which sadly, the, these, the first three do. The first three? There's a lot of stuff around the Intergalactic Senate. And a lot of the war... Like, in, in the first three movies, the Empire versus the Rebellion, that's the whole theme. There's no, you know, cause of why people are fighting over I'm already why. bored. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, in the three 
uh, precursors. Not the precursors, but uh, original pre- prequels. Oh, you mean the ones that came out? The ones that came out in the two thousands. Okay. Those like actually got into tried to get into the, sort of the political stuff that was going on that created this. Okay. F- these factions. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's not great. And also, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the prequels that they had characters that were very clearly supposed to represent what would be certain native countries in this oh. planet. Okay. So, like, the the sort of evil business tradesmen all talked with some level of Asian accent. Oh, damn. Um, the uh, the underwater people on one of the islands all sort of had like a Jamaican type hmm. vibe to them. It was it was weird. Yeah. So is that? So back to the show. Well, Ted, so I have a question. Oh, yeah. I guess we can talk about it at the end. But like, so Barn, everything that Ted brings up, Ted is everything that Ted brings up. Barney is kind of agreeing. Like, yeah, the new version is better. Is he actually believing this? Like, is this how he actually feels? Like, when he roots for, like, the wrong person in movies? Or is he just, yeah, just being contrary? Star Wars, I think there's a chance he might agree with what he's saying. I don't think so with Guns N' Roses. I don't think Barney is a Guns N' Roses fan. And definitely, oh yeah, he is. Yeah? He's all into heavy metal. Remember when he sings karaoke, he sings ACDC? Yeah, I was thinking of, like, hippie Barney. Yeah, no, he's definitely into, like, rock and heavy rock. But, yeah, there's no way he agrees with the Guns N' Roses thing. Or the Scotch. Or the the Scotch, right? So those are the the things that that Ted counters with, is no one's going to a Guns N' Roses concert and asking for them to sing Chinese Democracy, which is one of their later albums. Mm -hmm. And now that we're on Guns N' Roses, we should point out that... um, Appetite for Destruction is one of their albums, and this episode Architective. is Architect of Destruction, so mm-hmm. that's clearly the linkage between the title and this conversation. And I like Ted's, you know, Wendy, to waitress Wendy, I'd like to buy my friend a drink. What's your oldest scotch? She says, Glenn McKenna, aged 30 years in oak casks. What's your newest scotch? Jumbo's, Jumbo Jim's Grape Scotch. Don't let it touch your skin. <laughs> Like, why would they stock this <laughs> or keep this on hand? <laughs> For 20-somethings or because of the skin thing. Yeah, that's dangerous. Or maybe it just dyes your skin. Maybe it doesn't harm you. I mean... It might be purple. And... Is scotch ever fruit-flavored? I don't know. Whiskey <laughs> hardly was ever, and now right. you got the, like, the apple grandma... Or what is it? Uh, there's a bunch of flavored whiskeys now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like does. fruit-flavored. Which, I won't lie, is good. Is it? Yeah. All right, so as Barney is saying, you know, yeah, he'll try the grape scotch. New is always better. Bigger is always better. We get Marshall, Robin, and Lily entering, and Marshall immediately arguing that bigger is not always better. Sometimes smaller is better. He was, he's all of a sudden protector of all things small. <laughs> right. So he uses the cell phone as the example. And then just out of nowhere, Max is just a great guy. <laughs> right, so Robin, Robin knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then Lily tells everybody, and all the men are Aghast. unhappy about knowing this. Party says, how can you speak of such things? 
Robin reveals that girls talk about everything, size, shape, left or right, leaning orientation. So is this true? Are, are no. you women gabbing about men's penises a lot? No. <laughs> are Absolutely you and not. your ladies who like ladies friends <laughs> discussing other women's vaginas a lot? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I think we take more of the, you know, men's locker room approach there. It's general conversation, but no, I can't remember. Like, it was good, or eh. Right. Meh. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a shape or <laughs> orientation discussion. I mean, size has come up. Usually if it's an extreme one way or the other, though, right? Not, yeah, not, well, and it was also like back, you know, when everybody was dating, not now that everybody's married, basically. Okay, fair. Like, those are not conversations. Like when you and the moms get together never. from the school, you're not discussing each other's... <laughs> no, like, that's never been a thing. It was more of a, like hookup or yeah here's this potential person and then maybe it would come up but not even every time then so i don't remember ever having a conversation about another about hooking up with guys in a locker room there's not a lot of talking in locker rooms with guys right i mean yeah i just depends if you're there with like friends or not but yeah women's locker rooms are basically the same like it's pretty quiet in there i mean you see the occasional guy on guy hookup in the locker rooms but oh that's true from what I've been told, anyway, I have not seen such things, obviously. <laughs> but not much conversation goes on, even in that, <laughs> especially in that case. So I've been told. I don't know. That's funny. Uh, they always talk about locker room talk. I guess maybe, I think maybe middle like, school. Yeah, I was going to say, like, high school age, maybe. Frat houses, I would assume so. But yeah, so Robin says that this is what all women talk about. Um, Barney's really aghast about this and then Lily points out that every time anybody mentions a woman the first thing he asks about is boobs not a complete sentence not does she have big boobs just boobs he denies it she sets him up in a trap <laughs> my friend Lori from boobs Lori. damn it but seriously boobs <laughs> <laughs> right. and so it, was Lily, a good, it was a good cadence of, of, of jokes there right and so Lily yeah, just straight up asks the question like why is that okay for you guys to talk about boobs, but when we bring up a topic, and then she keeps saying Max's small penis, like, she never alludes to it. It's always Max's small penis. Yeah, these, <laughs> this kind of conversation just doesn't happen. <laughs> I it's, mean, I it's think she's, funny. I think she's but... doing it just to mess with them now at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think she would <laughs> normally do it, but she sees how I feel like she was being them. casual. Like, just this was what the conversation was, so that's Maybe. what she was going to say. I feel like we're getting into an episode of Sex in the City. Yes, I have notes about that later. Oh, okay. Barney brings back up, speaking of disappointing weenies. Good segue. Yeah, Ted, Ted's news that he doesn't want to design the, the building anymore. Well, he wants, them, he's, wants to ask the board to move the buildings. He's not ready to like, Which, give up on the building. Right. As the, as the architect, you would think he'd have a lot of say in this. Yeah, I am a little surprised that he wasn't... Like, you would think like almost, would he present? Like, here's where I think? Or maybe, yeah, maybe that's a different I think he'd be in on the conversation. Right. I like how Barney goes, well, all of a sudden, out of the nowhere, wait a minute, who's the girl? <laughs> right. There's no girl. And so, he immediately yeah, cops her, to it. Her name is Zoe. Boops. <laughs> <laughs> we get flashback to Ted standing outside the Arcadian again, and then Zoe comes up and just says, you know, beautiful building, right? Look, mister, you're very convincing. I don't know if this And then we triple down on the transphobia here. Like, it... 
this joke keeps going, and it's so bad in every iteration. Like, eh, although he's tempted, at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more... I don't know. I don't care for the casual transphobia, but, yeah, 2010 was a while ago. It was, it was rampant with it. Right. And it was very acceptable at the time. Right. I don't think people even knew that it was supposed to... That, it was offensive in any way. Right. But, yeah, it's one of those things that just, like, yeah, looks back on it. It's like, oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, eventually enough people were willing to come out and defend themselves and say, hey, look, this bothers us. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not a joke. We're not right. a punchline. Right. I get it. Yep. I thought you were, but you're not. Um, Ted loves that she's an architecture nerd because she comes in talking with, about the Palladian windows, the rusticated mm-hmm. stonework, marble cornices. They talked for hours, and they agree that they both can't wait to be old. They go through a lot of stuff of what happens when you're old and that they like. Old is always better. Um, we cut back to, we're out of the flashback, back on McLaren's. Barney's irritated. Uh, nothing really funny happens here. We go back to the Arcadian for more of this. Zoe wants him to sign the petition, save the Arcadian. They're going to stop the bastards at Goliath National Bank from demolishing it. We cut back to McLaren's, and after you know Ted agrees to sign, Barney's enjoying the grape scotch. <laughs> Not bad. But somehow he like he doesn't do a full spit take, but he almost does like a mist like, spit take. When... Everyone's worried about it getting on their skin, <laughs> right? Ted says this isn't about the girl; it's about the building. Barney wants to know about the boobs, <laughs> right? And so Barney wants to know what did she say when you told her that you're the one. Tearing this down. <laughs> that you, Ted Mosby, are the architect of destruction. Sweet wrestling name alert. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> so we find out Ted told Zoe he's a vet. A veterinarian. Right. Barney says this whole Arcadian thing is classic Mosby, changing your personality to fit some girl. He says he doesn't do that, and then we get a whole bunch of <laughs> flashbacks where he's getting ready to go like mountain climbing, it looks like, maybe. He's, yeah. he's now an adrenaline chunky. Going to Civil War reenactments. Where he's going to eat squirrel. <laughs> and he looks so excited about the eating the squirrel. <laughs> right. And then one where he's coming out with a very awkward wizard outfit. Yeah. Like red with stars on it and a red pointy hat. And his only <laughs> explanation is, she's really hot, okay? And Barney takes a picture. <laughs> yeah. Put a pin in that. Yeah, right. I never noticed that before until this time. All right. And Ted points out yeah, ways that Barney and Marshall have also kind of acted in this way. There's some back and forth about Marshall liking the Indigo Girls in college because of Lily, and <laughs> it turns out it was the other way around. <laughs> There's another reference to welcome. snakes. Wait, did the, the GMB really put snakes in the Arcadian? No, technically they were eggs. Did you say eggs? I don't recall saying eggs. <laughs> we cut to a dinner scene. It's a double date mm-hmm. between... Max and Robin with Lillian Marshall. Max is telling a story about how he quit his job. He started his own law firm. Pretty small law firm. And the whole time Marshall's, you know, thinking small penis, small penis. Yeah, Stop thinking, thinking. Think of any two words other than smaller penis. Got it. Small penis. Damn it. Right. Yeah, Marshall's real fixated on this. Let's do this back and forth. I'm going to be Marshall. And you be Max, but I'll start out with Robin's line. I think it's so cool that you started your own law firm. Well, right now it's a pretty small practice. Hey, hey, I bet it's not that small. Bro, it's pretty small. 
Yeah, but uh, you know what they say. The important thing is how you use it, you know? The motion of the ocean, that whole thing. He's, Robin, he says it's small, Marshall, and everyone's fine with that. Let's just move on. I'm just saying that I bet it's bigger than he thinks he is. And thick. <laughs> nah, everything about it is tiny. The office is tiny. The conference room is tiny. Plus, I got a very small staff. Boom. And All right. acting. And scene. We cut back to the apartment. Uh, the narrator's talking about how he was mustering the courage. Ted was mustering the courage to call Zoe and tell her his true identity. He tries and, on pretending he's Batman. And then Zoe knocks on his door. She needs his help. Boom. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to diverge for half a second. Um, there's this new podcast that just dropped. I think it's a Spotify, Spotify exclusive, but it's um, like a Harley Quinn and Joker podcast, um, scripted podcast with Christina Ricci, and then Justin Hartley plays Batman. So I'm Who's Justin Hartley? Um, he was on This Is Us. Oh. Kevin, Kevin on This Is Us. Okay. And so I'm like, he's is the there Joker? Or is no, Batman? he's Batman. I didn't recognize the name of the guy who was playing the Joker, but yeah, I've listened to like two and a half episodes just this evening, like they're short episodes. And I'm surprised you tuned in for that. Doesn't seem like that would be something that would capture your your limited yeah. time to listen to podcasts. I hate superhero stuff. It's not that, it's just, it, I, I've never seen you, you've never talked about listening to a fictional podcast. You know what I mean? That's it's, not true. I told you like a month ago about the... What, for A, <laughs> drop the attitude. There's not an attitude. <laughs> That's not true. I told you. I don't, I don't like the way you're delivering that news to me. Okay. It, maybe it came out weird because I was not being confrontational. <laughs> I was just talking. <laughs> I don't know why you're so um, defensive right now. It's making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> Jen, you're making everybody really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> no, I listen to it like once in a while. It's not my usual go-to, but if a story like captures me, I will definitely listen to it. I just I don't feel like I've ever heard you. What, what do they call those those podcasts? Um, scripted. Scripted. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think you've, I've ever heard you mention to me that you're listening to a scripted podcast. Um, but yeah, I did tell you a few weeks ago about the one about Edith Wilson that Rosamund Pike did. That sounds vaguely familiar. Was I drinking at the time? Probably. Okay. <laughs> so I don't remember much of it. Must have been during one of my blackouts. <laughs> All right. So, so, so you're wrong. Zoe gets over there. Oh, did you want to say the name of that podcast with? Oh, shoot. What is it called? I think it might just be Harley Quinn and Joker. All right, well, you look that up. I'm going to move a little further. So Zoe's at knocking on his door. She needs his help. Um, he goes downstairs. She's got a van filled with cages filled with bunnies. Sorry, it's Harley Quinn and the Joker, sound mind. Okay. Thank you, Jen. Yes. Uh, apparently her and her animal rights group liberated these bunnies from an evil cosmetics company. Since Ted's a vet, she wants him to check them. He goes, absolutely. Just let me run up and get my bag of vet supplies. <laughs> Turns out, why would I say that? <laughs> we come back to dinner. Uh, Max is going to get the porterhouse. I'm not going to get too much into the steak. The, the steak. I'm not going to get too much into this scene, except to say that just Marshall's being very... Um, Over the top. Supportive, nurturing. And, yeah, gives him a hug at one point when he's, he's going to pay for his meal. He wants him to have whatever he wants. <laughs> right. 
So and we got a damn baby, be cool from Lily, but not as excitingly delivered as when she did it with Robin. Right. <laughs> this where is where the locker room part comes in, and you know, <laughs> Marshall goes. It's your fault, you ladies, and your salty sailor talk. Robin <laughs> points out, what about you men and your locker room talk? Yeah, I guess locker room talk's really more of just an expression. I don't think it really reflects what goes on in the locker rooms. I know we've already talked about this, mm. but that is that is a saying. Right. And Marshall points out, no, that doesn't actually happen in the locker room. It's just a bunch of uncomfortable dudes trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. And the old one old guy just letting it all hang out. Mm. And yes... There is that guy every time in the locker room. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Especially at the Jewish community side. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't see There's a like, lot of... oh, it's almost all of them. Like, you feel uncomfortable clothed in that locker room. Really? <laughs> Why so formal, sir? That's funny. Why are you still wearing your towel? I barely ever see anybody in the women's locker room. If you do, it's just like, usually people with kids and trying to get them changing out the door. Oh, really? Yeah. Marshall says that locker room talk about women is mostly just, I hit that, I got some, I tapped it, I squeezed those, and that's about it. It's discreet and efficient. Not to mention classy. (laughs) Marshall says, thank God I'm not dating. If I thought that Lily talked in that much detail about her sex life, I'd probably kill myself. And And they both just look around, like, trying to look anywhere other than at each other or at him. (laughs) He realizes that they indeed do talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, Lily says they don't. Marshall says, are you sure? Robin goes, yeah, that argument has no traction whatsoever. Damn, Robin, be cool. I know, right? <laughs> We're back outside Ted's apartment with the bunnies. He wants to know if Zoe's worried about getting arrested. We just hear a lot about her background and her liberal rebel bona fides mm-hmm. um, all the time she's been arrested and such. One of the time was, I guess, at a Guns N' Roses concert. <laughs> right. I don't know if... She was saying she was a fan of the album or that her being arrested was Chinese democracy. I'm not sure what... Like, just the way she delivered it was weird. I feel like she was complaining about Chinese democracy as a song. Okay. All right. Uh, back at GMB, I guess Ted has been telling Barney about what happened the other night, and Barney's kind of calling her cuckoo. Still wants to know about the boobs, though. <laughs> Finally gets an answer. Solid C cup, perky bounce. She is not a C cup, by the way. I know I get into this a lot, but <laughs> I am really bothered by their mislabeling of <laughs> it's okay to be a B, just say B. I feel like the answer is always C. Like I don't know if it's ever below C. That reminds me of the time that Larry on Curb Your Enthusiasm is looking at his wife Cheryl's bra, <laughs> right? Like he's looking at the the label on it, trying to see what size she is. Yeah, and she comes in and catches him, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Nothing. I'm just, you know." I forget what he tells her, but she's like, are, "Were you trying to look at the size of my bra? Your face looks awfully disappointed." I guess she was a <laughs> B, and he was disappointed that she was a B cup. <laughs> oh, that was a good show. So Ted said, "Yeah, Zoe believes wants to do what she believes is right and he wants to do the same. He wants to find a new site for the building. Barney says that's not going to happen and then you know, he's going to be off the project if they're going to tear it down. We're back on the street. There's an actual protest going on now, although some people are there to protest or pr- pr- they're rallying for the legalization of marijuana. So You guys did it. What? Oh, oh they did it, yeah. In some states. Yeah. Not I, assume, I assume it's legal in New York City. I don't actually know. 
<laughs> so Zoe tells them that that's not what this is, and a few of them leave. Right. Um, Ted says he's going to join in. He wants to help save the Arcadian, and all of a sudden a sign rolls down. <laughs> like just from the like, perfect timing. It's like a giant sign, and it's lowered down several floors up on the building with a picture of Ted in his wizard costume. And it says, coming soon, the architectural wizard Ted Mosby, GMB Bank. <laughs> and it's Ted looking like like just a weird, goofy face because he wasn't posing for this picture that Barney <laughs> took of him in the wizard outfit. Zoe gets upset that he realizing he works for GMB, and then some random marijuana dude says, why are you dressed like a wizard? She was really hot, okay? Ted enters his apartment, <laughs> and Barney swirls around in a chair, wearing, wearing an all-black suit outfit, stroking a bunny with an evil laugh. A white bunny. Yeah, a white Less. bunny. Ted says, how the hell could, could you do that? Simple, I rented a chair. The bunny was, was here already. That was lucky. I... <laughs> He waited to do a dramatic swivel until he heard the key enter the door. Barney thinks that now that you know, he doesn't have a shot with the girl anymore, you're going to realize you never actually cared about this and everything will go back to normal. Ted denies this. Um, Barney does not understand. The Arcadian is a stupid old piece of crap run down snake infested dump. Okay, are there or aren't there snakes? Who mentioned snakes? And stop shouting. You're scaring Cottontail. <laughs> 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 Barney points out that, hey, this is your chance to own your own building. Dude, you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. And, and Ted said, you're right. Idea. So Ted worked all night. As he's working, a bunny hops across the desk. So I, don't, I, I wonder if that's Cottontail, because Barney said he was going to keep her. Yeah, maybe so, it's a different one this how time. How many bunnies are in Ted's apartment? I'm kind of, there's certain like pets I'm hoping Tyler will one day want, but I know he won't because he hates animals. <laughs> He's starting to warm up to Roxy a little bit more. He's like actually a tiny bit petting her. But he's not that vision of the little kid who begs for a puppy. You know, he, right? He barely interacts with our dog. And when she comes up to like greet him hello, and he comes home, he runs away from her. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes she gets jumpy. Okay. Sorry, but do you want him to have a bunny? Is that where you were going with this? Maybe a bunny or a turtle. Hmm. Either one. Interesting. All right, Marshall was visited by a disturbing vision as, you know, Ted's working on his thing. They cut to Marshall's thing. Marshall's in bed with Lily, and then they're fooling around under the covers. You can't really see them. But he's imagining Lily and Robin sitting in chairs with Cosmos, <laughs> commenting on what's going on in their, in their sex doings. And Robin's like, oh, it looks disgusting. <laughs> Marshall wants to know if this is working for her. Pretend Robin, or no, pretend Lily's like making fun of him in the corner. So is Robin, and this is driving Marshall crazy. Right. And so then, then I, so I think it's a very intentional Sex in the City nod because Robin specifically asked more Cosmos. Okay. Fair. Tarshall, Tarshall. Marshall says he can't stop thinking about Lily and Robin. <laughs> I've had that a couple of times. Just lean into it, let it fuel things. <laughs> Uh, Marshall stomps out. We're back at the Arcadian. They graffitied. I don't know how they got up there to do this, but they graffitied the sign of Ted with the wizard hat to say, you know, for a good time call. This uh, They could have done better than that. Yeah. And Ted says, well, he worked on something that could save the facade of the Arcadian. 
um, as he's talking to her about this, he's got like plans that he brought with mm-hmm. him to show her, and she's taking off her gloves to look at it. And she takes off her gloves. He notices she's wearing a wedding ring. Yep. So he wants to know if she's married. She is. And all of a sudden, he just is going, going to abandon this completely. Yeah, there's a quick so flashback obvious. to him in the bar being like, it's not about the girl, it's about the building. <laughs> and then a cut to him just throwing the plans in the garbage and walking away. Yeah, he says that he closes it with, this wouldn't work, Zoe. The Arcadian was a really great building once, but it's falling apart and it's full of snakes. Snakes? I don't recall saying snakes. <laughs> And we're back at Lily and Marshall's apartment, and Lily's on the phone with Robin, so actually it's kind of cutting between apartments, and so Lily's kind of talking about what happened the night before, you know, Marshall's storming out. But she adds, but here's the crazier part. He comes back in, he says, Papa don't back down from a fight, so why don't you tell Robin about this? And then does <laughs> sort of this cartoonish jump yeah, into like the bed. like a wrestling move <laughs> from WWE, I don't know. Lily's saying it was amazing, he was passionate, animalistic, a complete stud. So Robin right. calls her right away. So he's right there making you say all this, huh? Yep. You're like a Greek god, I mooned, as the, I can't read that, baby. Musty scent of very, man. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, it's very uh, sitcom-y. Right. That sounds real. <laughs> we get uh, back at Ted's, well, yes, yeah, so we kind of cut, like, Robin's on that phone call, and then we cut to Ted kind of being contemplative, um, wondering if he's ever going to see Zoe again. And then an egg hits the window from yeah. outside. She's gathered a crowd to harass him. You know, and they're yelling up at him and some guy yells, legalize it. I don't know why this guy keeps showing up. <laughs> right. They all throw eggs at his window. Then final scene, we're in the locker room. They're with Max. Now this is strange. Like I'm not sure what is going where they are that the four of them are doing something that requires a locker room together. Right. Yeah. Very, very non-canonical. Yeah. Maybe basketball. Maybe he got a guest. But I can't picture team. Barney playing basketball. We know how bad he is. No, he was really good, remember? No. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> they fixed... Fair. We got the truth later. <laughs> Don't you remember? All right, Max is saying... Or Marshall asks Max how it's going with Rob, and Max says he has to break up with her. There's... This weird thing she likes to do in the bedroom. Yeah, that's not for everyone. Marshall wants to know what it is, but Max is like, come on, bro, this is the locker room. <laughs> and then we get naked old guy Murray. <laughs> right. Murray doesn't have any ideas about what it was. And that's the end of it. Yep. Enjoyable episode. All right, get out the ranking sheets and tell me where you think I rank okay. this. Because it is top 100. Hooray. I'm going to go 66. 70. Hmm. So close. Do you have a favorite joke? I do. It's Barney <laughs> Barney when Ted walks in with the, the bunny. I think that's mine, too. <laughs> and just him being like, the bunny was here. That was lucky. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I guess my least favorite is probably the the transgender mm-hmm. stuff. Wow, have we ever had the same best and worst joke? Yes, we have, but maybe only once or twice. Mm. Okay. I, I didn't think the transgender stuff was... Neither all that offensive or all that unfunny. It just, it just didn't work. They didn't need it. It was too much. It, like. it, it could. I mean, it could have just been a regular sex worker to prove that right. this was an area that was run down. That sex workers generally walk around it and solicit people. Right. Yeah, it was a weird take, but otherwise enjoyable episode. And what do we got next week? So the next one is baby talk. 
where we get a whole lot of Becky. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I can't think of what else is in that episode, but I think I remember this one fondly. Like, I think it's a really good episode. Is this Boats, 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 or is that different? Yeah, it is. No, it's, no, the next one after it's Boats, Boats, Boats. Oh, okay. But this is one with a lot of the, just the baby talk, and we find out that Ted's dating Becky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's right. I was over at her house. She's a messy Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be good. All right. Well, be sure to write into us, much like Felix, especially if you're in Sweden, at... RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And as I slide on my traction bearing Sky Zone socks, <laughs> it's time for Jen and I to adjourn. Bye. Until next week. 